0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Nang. Joyce, we get to, to del- dunk on ourselves at the moment here. We're looking back at our ridiculously early 2023 Oscar predictions. We We made these right after the Academy Awards this year
1: oh, this year yes <laughs> right after right after this time on march 30th
0: march 30th we we put a flag in the ground on picture director actor actress supporting actor and supporting actress and now we're going to go back and look at those pics and come up with our current ones as we get ready for the fall festival season and all these movies coming out Joyce, are you excited
1: i don't really care sure <laughs> So uh like, I no w- one's seen anything really, so it, like at this point it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> no one's seen anything. We've just been going on like reading the tea leaves of what movie gets put what festival, right? Yeah, so, like, like I
1: don't care about that stuff. Like so many people care about like who's going to what fest. I don't care about that stuff at all.
0: And so like that's been like a thing I'm where just, it's like
1: waiting for stuff to come out. That's it.
0: <laughs> and because uh, Telluride doesn't do its lineup until the day before, and it keeps it secret, people are still able to like ascertain what maybe is playing Telluride yeah, based on. To-
1: you use their deductive reasoning.
0: Deductive reasoning on, uh, wording. So when something is a world premiere at TIFF, mm-hmm. probably isn't playing a Telluride. If something is an international premiere at TIFF, probably playing a Telluride.
1: Remember, it was a couple of weeks ago when, who was it? Was it the TIFF president or someone, uh, allegedly misspoke claiming that, like the Fablemans, was it? It was an international premiere at TIFF, right? It or was, something?
0: uh, I think it was the, the festival director for perhaps like the Locarno Film Festival
1: or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so one of them, yeah.
0: And then he was talking about Venice Film Festival.
1: Yes, yes, that was it.
0: And then he said uh, Fablemans, which is a TIFF world premiere at the moment, mm-hmm. is actually an international premiere and could be premiering at yes, Telluride. Exactly. Yeah. This is the kind of like, this is the-, the This
1: is the stuff I do not care about. <laughs> Charlie
0: Day on the message board, on the bulletin board, like pulling strings. And we used to call it like the Carrie uh, from the home. Carrie board. Yeah. yeah, that's what this is like. So uh, I got to say, Joyce, I went back and looked at our picks. I put them in a spreadsheet for us right here. Uh, not bad. Not great. Some
1: of these movies probably aren't coming you can't out. You can even say they're not great because there are no nominations yet. And like, no movie is actually out except for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs>
0: Correct. And everything, everywhere, all at once. Both of which I now have uh, in my predictions.
1: You, you did these so early that neither of us had everything everywhere all at once in because it had not been released wide yet. It premiered at South by Southwest and yes. had the buzz, but it didn't come out till April 8th wide. Correct. That's when it blew up, so.
0: Correct. Uh, a lot of, yeah. So now I have that in a lot of spots, let's say. I think it'll do really well. And, and Top Gun, I think at the time we would have never in a million years taken it seriously as an awards movie. And now I'm like, but what about Top Gun? Cause it's the best movie I've seen this whole year so far, still. It absolutely rolls. Joyce you loved it.
1: I did. Saw it. I did. Great I family. saw it. I saw my birthday. So oh. it was it was actually my birthday present to my friend because two years ago pre-COVID, um, his birthday's in February. And I mm-hmm. asked him, What do you want for your birthday? And he was like, Just take me to see Top Gun Maverick when it comes out this summer. Sure, great. Obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> so every time it got delayed, because it's been delayed like five times in the last two years, he was always just like you're taking me to see Top Gun Maverick, right? I was like, yeah, of course. So then it came out um, like five days before my birthday. This year. So then I, I asked him like, when do you want to see it? He's like, how about we go on your birthday?
0: <laughs> and he did it. Now, we're, we're uh, great time. It's still in theaters, right? So you can still go see it. It's still yeah, it a just ton of passed Titanic. Yeah, great. Right. It's like the biggest movie we've seen in a long time. Uh, Joyce, we're recording this on August 9th. I'm going to get that down. So
1: yeah, August 9th. It's also um, today's Whitney Houston's birthday. Yes.
0: 59 yeah. would have been her 59th birthday mm-hmm. r.i.p uh so here were my picks for best picture when we did this in march armageddon time uh premiered at the Cannes film festival focus features is going to roll it out i think in the in the fall festivals it seems like one that will now go to probably tell your and then it's at the new york film festival for like a gala screening i'd say the reviews were warm but not ecstatic that's fair and I think it could still end up generating a lot of momentum through the festivals, but right now I would say probably not. So I had Armageddon time. Number two I had was Babylon, Damien Giselle's uh, Hollywood epic. Then I had Empire of Light, Sight Unseen, Sam Mendes' uh, movie. I'm feeling good about that one. The Fablemans, uh, Steven Spielberg's autofiction about his own life. Feeling good about that one. Killers of the Flower Moon, which has been reported in, in numerous trades, Joyce, that said it's not coming out this year. We don't know if it's coming out this year or not, but-
1: I don't think it is.
0: Doesn't seem like it is. A lot of people are saying it's
1: not. The, the thing is, it's like people just assumed it would be ready for twenty twenty two. But You're kind of
0: hope dictating that it would be ready.
1: Yes, yes, that's a that's a good word to use. My word, hope dicting, <laughs> Trademarking. Because
0: <me. laughs> we wanted, because we wanted Scorsese versus Spielberg. Yeah, that's Masters. never
1: happened before. And also, they started shooting in twenty twenty one. Right. So you just kind of assume it will be ready by like end of 2022, but Marty also takes a hell of a long time in post. yes
0: too. As we famously know, Irishman was supposed to come out for years, never came out until it yeah. did. I
1: mean that also that would probably still would have happened even without the VFX stuff. Yeah. Like like all of his movies take forever. So,
0: a thing about martin scorsese that's interesting is Joyce, he doesn't uh release the movie until it's good and ready.
1: Yeah. He takes so. his time. He's he's the opposite of Clint.
0: Yeah. Clint's like uh take go, got it. We're yeah, done. Clint
1: is like we'll start shooting in the spring and then it'll be locked by the fall and then it's out in December. Yeah.
0: scorsese so. takes his time so that's not seemingly not coming out this year so that i also had napoleon on my list joy it's another one that has seemingly been punted to 23 i
1: i vividly recall you predicting this and, and
0: then i had uh she said which honestly i'm still feeling pretty solid about based on the the trailer feels very mainstream and uh very like hollywood getting to to give itself a a round of applause for- Even though
1: they were complicit.
0: They were complicit, but now they could say, look at how great we're doing by taking down Harvey Weinstein uh, with a movie. Uh, The Sun, Florian Zeller's movie, White Noise, uh, Noah Baumbach's movie, and The Woman King, which I was super high on as well, is going to TIFF. So those are my 10 at the time. Now, do you want to do your 10 and then we'll do our new picks or how do you want to do this?
1: Sure. Uh, My 10. Yeah. Babylon. Yeah, For march, my 10 from march yes. babylon
0: yeah
1: empire of light sure the fablemans killers of the flower moon poor things uh poor me because that's also 2023
0: <laughs> your goes lantham oc in
1: 23 uh she said yes the sun sure 13 lives and uh, so you cut you went back to rewatch the video from march to our picks because neither of us yes. was- save whatever we wrote down yes and then you put this you you put this in the spreadsheet and you put in parentheses what I said about 13 lives quote this is my basic pick
0: incredible line and uh that's, that's
1: lives, you can watch it everyone can watch it
0: literally right this second you could pause our video and go watch on Amazon Prime because at the time we were like oh it seemed like Amazon was, gonna it was supposed it. to be in the
1: fall or like I think we thought it would come out in the fall it, it right
0: seemed then. like I think it was scheduled at least on our like very early uh who knows if they were accurate lists for like November. But Amazon was like, how about end of July and we'll throw it on the service in August.
1: Yeah, I will say that I um, I did a panel with uh, Ron Howard and Amy Poehler and Amy Poehler was very excited to see 13 Live. So I'm wondering if she's seen it yet.
0: I have to say, uh, I have not watched it yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. I have it. not it, watched
1: it yet either, so.
0: It seems like people are enjoying it, but it does feel like it's been a little hidden, let's say.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if this was the right slot for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my final two, White Noise and Woman Talking.
0: Great job. So uh, those are great picks, I think. And both of these are pretty solid. Now, just I went through and looked at mine. My new ones would be, so I, I have Babylon still. Uh, Armageddon Time, I've I've taken off the list. We'll see how it rebounds in the fall. Uh, still very excited about it. Uh, I added Bardo, which I don't think either of us had at the time. No,
1: now, I think because there was just not, not enough data on it.
0: And I don't believe it was acquired by Netflix until like right after we posted this. I think it was like a. Uh, I, think oh, it, right.
1: I mean, yeah. we could let me let me go to its wiki page to see. Go,
0: go to its page. Let's see. Or we could even. Look
1: um. Up. Oh yes, on April twenty seventh, it was announced that the film had been acquired by Netflix. So, a month. We didn't later. Know. Yeah. So
0: this is Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu's new film. Uh,
1: it's a comedy that's like three hours long. Yeah. A lot of long runtimes this year. I am not happy about that. So.
0: Uh, I have Empire of the Light still. I added everything everywhere all at once, an absolute phenomenon at the box office, critically acclaimed the most highest rated movie in the history of Letterboxd, choice for whatever that means. Sure. Uh, a lot of a lot of people really, really, really love it. And I think the ingenuity of it and the fact that it did so well at the box office and has a lot of staying power, I could just see it like generating a lot of enthusiasm and getting nominated. I, I have no problem seeing that nomination at this point. So
1: yeah, it'll be I, a cool nomination.
0: Yeah. I have The Fableman still, Steven Spielberg. I kept She Said. Uh, the trailer was, I don't say know how well received it was, but like I said, I think it has, we had talked about like what the basic pick is. I think this is the potential to be like a broad appealing movie that looks like spotlight plus like, you know, like classic journalism movies. And I just think people really like it. I don't know. So I kept it in. Uh, the Sun, sticking with The Sun. I added Top Gun Maverick, the absolute most uh, biggest hit of the year by far. Like you said, just past Titanic. The reason I have it in here, though, is that I think it is akin to Mad Max Fury Road and that it could get like eight or nine tech nominations. I really do.
1: I don't know if I would go that high.
0: (laughs) So I could see it getting maybe not eight or nine, but I could see cinematography, sound, editing, uh, visual effects, and maybe score. The score might be tough and song for Elena Gaga. I think, I think Gaga. it's getting
1: uh, editing, VFX, song, sound, and yeah, cinematography is doable.
0: So that's five right there. It's
1: Claudio Miranda.
0: Yeah, it's an incredibly, the text, the tech, this is an incredible movie, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but from an actual craft standpoint. I think it's unbelievable. So I think that if that gets five nominations, it, it should get six for Best Picture. Listen,
1: someone got in just with song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh i have white noise i'm sticking with white noise the reason is this is I'm, I'm gonna go with history on the film festival circuit choice uh a new york film festival premiere usually gets nominated uh an opening night uh, it's opening night at new york film festival it's the opening night gal i believe white noise uh usually gets nominated doesn't always win so i'm sticking with it will get nominated probably won't win another no, no bomb back movie that just gets in but doesn't win
1: Another marriage story, you're saying?
0: Uh, yeah, even though I think this is probably going to be less accessible than marriage and uh, then marriage story, but we'll see. And then women talking, I added in. I did not have it in the first time. So okay. those are my 10 now. How about you?
1: Um, I I have Babylon. Yeah. Bardo as well. Empire of Light. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Pablemans. The Sun. Oops, I just clicked away. Uh, I I put in Tar, which I don't think actually will get in, but why not? Because okay. I need um a another movie. Sure. And <laughs> uh, Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. White Noise, and Woman Talking.
0: So the only one we separate on is is Tar and She Said. Tar is Todd Field's first movie since Little Children. Uh, we'll have a almost guaranteed uh at least mentionable Oscar nominated performance from Kate Blanchett based on the 92nd trailer of her like blowing cigarette smoke. And uh, she plays a, it's a fiction. It's funny. It's a fictional story that would be a biopic if not for the fact that it's fiction. Right. It's about like a, the first uh, female conductor of the German orchestra. I believe, Right. Or whatever yeah. they call it. German Philharmonic. Um, whatever. It is.
1: Yeah. I, I thought about, she said, as also um, the basic pick. Yeah. To replace 13 lives. And, and then I'm not saying that is
0: a, a down, I'm not no, saying no, a the it's, movie. It just it's, feels it's like just something like people like it's will very,
1: like. It's definitely going to be more accessible than Tar.
0: Yeah. I just think it's a movie that based on obviously how we know the Snori ends There's obviously a lot of fraud and traumatic stuff happening, but it does have like a it is gonna be a rousing uh conclusion because they do bring down Harvey Weinstein at the end. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this, Joyce, but he is in jail.
1: Completely missed that news.
0: So I think that will end up having like a great impact when people watch it. Cause you're going to be like, oh man, this is it, it, not a feel good movie, but like, you're going to be left with like a sense of righteousness.
1: I yeah. It's like justice.
0: Justice is the yeah.
1: right word. Um, and
0: so even though everybody's complicit and all these different things, I think that could be good. And it, the trailer looks like it is a very entertaining. Uh, well, it just based on the trailer, like a spotlighty type production.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just decided to do Tar instead. So maybe when we do this, I don't know. When are we doing this next? Next month, probably. After. I guess
0: next month. We'll see how. Well, because next month we'll actually have an idea. Of <laughs> I
1: know. We'll actually have reactions. What
0: people think of these yeah. movies, which would um,
1: yeah. The, so I I'll, I'll just have Tar for now. Going out on a limb for Tar.
0: So the other two I thought of, I wanted to hear what you think, and I ended, I'll mention both of these later in the other nominations. But for Best Picture, I had thought of Triangle of Sadness, which is a uh, Ruben Ostlin's con-, con winner right? Palm the Ore winner. And then uh, Elvis, which is another big summer success story uh, that Warner Brothers is treating like it will have an awards run because they have today as we're recording this, it's on video on demand. They have not put on HBO Max yet. And I think they're saving the HBO Max debut for later in the fall to get people into it again, as people are thinking of awards, Uh, not just for Austin Butler, I think, but for the movie itself. I don't know if either of them get in, but those are the other two I thought of.
1: I thought about Elvis too um, because it is a a box office success as well, and like he's probably getting it at this point. Um, But I don't know. I can't because I also thought about Avatar. Yes. um, And Black Panther.
0: So based on the trailers, I would say Black Panther Two should win Best Picture
1: has the better trailer.
0: <laughs> Black Panther 2 has got the best trailer, better than any movie I saw last year. The trailer is that like,
1: good. If there's an Oscar for best trailer, give it to Black Panther 2. Give it to
0: Panther Black Marvel. Panther 2. Forever. It's an incredible trailer and whether they or not, they can actually pay off that trailer will be interesting, but obviously Black Panther and Avatar are both best picture nominees uh, and now their sequels yeah. are here.
1: Yeah, so um, I left them both out for now because no one's seen them yet. Right. Um, so then... I don't even know how many, like how many blockbuster sequels are we going to get? And I already have Top Gun Maverick.
0: That's the thing is that we already know, like it's to me, I'm like, I already have Top Gun Maverick in hand because I know it's good. And I know the tech stuff is great. And I'm like, that's- Like it's already
1: performed out of this world.
0: And I feel like with Avatar and Black Panther, there are, again, we'll see, they both could be resounding successes that are like blow everybody away, which I hope because I'm very excited for both of them. But I'm like, Avatar, definitely you could see going either way even though it's probably a bad idea to bet against James Cameron, who is the king of the world choice. I don't know if you know that.
1: When is he going to release Titanic to reclaim the title from Top Gun Maverick?
0: Unclear. Soon, probably, they're releasing Avatar before uh, Avatar 2 comes out.
1: Yeah, so, like, he, he, you know he wants his back.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Black Panther 2, again. Black obviously Panther 2
1: tra- with uh, Because of Atlantis, uh, Shades of Avatar.
0: Yeah, that was another thing is that the Black Panther 2 trailer kind of like took a little of the Avatar trailers thunder, both Disney movies now, because that's how the world is. Uh, again, Black Panther, great success. I think the movie is incredible. After the death of Chadwick Boseman, I was definitely like, how are they going to do this? And the trailer seemingly is going to be, it's very good. I, don't, I still don't know how they're going to do it without Chadwick Boseman, but... Great. i mean,
1: I don't know. And then, you know, everyone's freaking out of that final shot of someone in the Black Panther suit, yes. like who's like analyzing like that person's ass and their thighs and hamstrings. But and Michael also- B. Jordan
0: was very cagey about whether he's in it or not. I know. And I'm going to say he probably isn't in it. But With what, no if knowledge.
1: That, what if that's just like the beginning of the movie and it's like showing T'Challa's death, you know?
0: Maybe, but I actually don't think they would. I, I One of my friends said that too. And I was like, I don't think they would do that because I think it would be like a little a little icky to be like oh I yeah. think they're just gonna kill him off screen and just say oh he
1: died I love the people who still don't believe they've killed him off in the movie I know even though but they, they, have, they, like, even the they see point. that in the log line <laughs> um uh, but yes yeah. yeah, so I I left those two off because we just don't know anything and I have my my blockbuster sequel is Top Gun Maverick right okay. now you know which has the endorsement of Quentin Tarantino
0: which, you know, I, I I did see that, obviously. And I was yeah. very, uh, very excited about that. Two yeah, other has, movies. Two favorite
1: movies uh, from the past year are Top Gun Maverick and West Side Story.
0: So No notes for Quentin Tarantino yeah. there. Uh, Woman, Woman King, I have taken out. I had that in. I would just say, I, I still think that could be another like populist hit, right? Because it does feel like you're going for like a broad kind of it gladiator feels, type audience. Yeah,
1: it feels very gladiator, but I don't know if like it's like i think the circumstances were right for gladiator to like get in and win uh 22 years ago yeah and i don't know if that's the same with this yeah you know and the of.
0: other the other thing for me i was like again when we did these top gun was not on my mind as a as a best picture nominee but now i feel like you could argue a lot of these movies would have the top gun slot right like we just said like avatar Black Panther. i think woman king 2 would be like a mainstream like old school Hollywood movie that's how I was viewing it right like a gladiator type movie but I'm like now I think that maybe is Top Gun instead so I don't know we'll see uh best director choice at the time I had Damien Chazelle for Babylon Maria Schrader for She Said Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon Steven Spielberg for The Fable Winds and Gina Prince Bythewood for The Woman King
1: all in on The Woman King
0: I was deep in on The Woman King uh, and sight unseen I've moved off The Woman King because my new predictions now would be Damien Chazelle for Babylon still. I have Alejandro Gonzalez in RE2 for Bardo because he's won twice and I just feel like he's almost an automatic nominee at this point. Uh, I put in Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness as the uh, international auteur slot that we have seen over and over again. Uh, and again, like you said, won the Palm d'Or. the I have Sarah Polly for Women Talking and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans.
1: Um, Okay. So in March... I had Damien Chazelle for Babylon. Uh, I have Park Chan-Wook for Decision to Leave. Martin Scorsese for Kills of Power Moon. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans and Florian Zeller for The Sun. And now I have Damien Chazelle for Babylon, um, Alejandro G. Iñárritu for Bardo, Sam Mendes for Empire of Light, Sarah Polly for Women Talking, and- Stevens Spielberg for the Fable Men's. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you went Mendes. How come?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess so I um I like initially I thought like he would just get like a screenplay nomination, like as like his personal probably producer like, but then I had to replace Marty. Um, and I see drop like, but then I put in two for, uh, so then I was just like, maybe, maybe it'll like off of like 1917, like hit. So I don't know. I just needed to put them in there.
0: I gotta say, I'm not, not against it. I think he could get in. It does also, I
1: did did think about Aslan as well. Um, but I don't
0: know. So I don't have, so that would make, you also have him, he's a Best Picture nominee for you too then, right? Because you have Empire of Light. I don't have Triangle of Sadness for Best Picture so it would be weird maybe to have him in without a Best Picture nomination but I don't no, know.
1: No, that would just be like the lone like international right. slot. So yeah, so all of mine match right now. Perfect. So, yeah.
0: I gotta say, uh, this is, uh, just looking at this, I'm like, it's shaping up for either a Spielberg director win or maybe like depending on how women talking has received Sarah Polly getting like a big push, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, like, I, uh, like, cause like St- Steven would win his third, obviously. Right. Um,
0: right. So would Inouye yeah,
1: too. I know, but and but I feel like they might want to give Steven his third before Inouye too, or maybe they yes. do not win at all. <laughs> okay.
0: And then Chazelle would win his second. Yeah, and Polly obviously win her first, and Oslin would win his first.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I also um, dropped my guy Florian Zeller for the Suns. So. I was
0: kind of surprised because I thought you were pretty bullish on. The
1: I sun. was. I mean, I have the sun elsewhere.
0: Yeah, same. Like
1: a, a lot of places.
0: <laughs> so a couple of people I didn't put in, I didn't put that I thought of were uh, the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, yeah,
1: I thought about them too, but I don't. I feel like the branch, like we know how idiosyncratic. They are like, yes, I, I can see them being snobby towards it. But I it thought they a full cool nomination if, if they got in.
0: I also thought they would be a little snobby that they're a duo directing.
1: And not the Coens.
0: And not the Coens who are related. So I, I thought that was maybe an issue. Uh, I also thought of Todd Field uh, for Tar. And then I also had still remain thought of Maria Schrader for She Said. I guess we'll see how that plays out. I had her in originally, but not now. Uh, yeah. And then another one we, didn't, we haven't mentioned, but I was like, Jordan Peele for Nope. I don't think that movie, I, I love that movie so much, but I don't think he would get in.
1: Uh, I, I don't think that's happening. No.
0: And I did not have a uh, Joseph Kaczynski in for Top Gun, even though I think he could, he would be a deserving nominee, but I don't think he would make it because I don't think people think of him as the author of the movie, sadly. I think it's much more of a Tom Cruise, Christopher, Christopher McQuarrie vibe, even though Kaczynski is an incredible filmmaker.
1: Yeah, it was just like he, uh, I guess, exceeded expectations.
0: Yeah, I would, I would think that's fair. Uh, for Best Actress Choice, or we could do Best Actor, actually. Best Actor. Well, forget I just said Best Actor. We're going to do Best Actor. Best Actor. Uh, my nominees in March... Were Coleman Domingo for Rustin, which has officially been moved to 2023 because Netflix has said that. They put out a tweet of him in character coming in 2023.
1: He tweeted it himself, too.
0: Uh, I had Colin Firth for Empire of Light, which is, is a silly uh, pick in hindsight because he is a supporting character, as it seems. Uh, I have Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Joaquin Phoenix for my favorite movie, Napoleon, and Jesse Plemons for Killers of the Flower Moon. So a lot of those are in 23 now. And so my new list is Austin Butler for Elvis. I put him in. Uh, I was, not the, I was uh, mixed on Elvis, but I think he's remarkably good in Elvis. He is a great Elvis. It's a great performance. He's so good. Uh, loved it so much. Diego Calva for Babylon. I have in, Who's the lead of Babylon, Joyce. Uh, newcomer uh, to the screen, it seems. I have Brendan Fraser for the whale. You Jackman for The Sun, and then Song Kang-ho for Broker, which had a, premiered at Khan was uh, very well-received. And I think this could be the type of nomination that he gets because he should have gotten nominated for Parasite.
1: Yes. Um, so that's what I got. So in March, I had... Um, I had Leo for yes, Killers of yes. the sure uh coleman domingo for rustin brendan Fraser for the whale hugh jackman for the sun and bill nye for living yes um
0: many pictures classics you were very you were like i love, love
1: love my spc
0: you love the spc you mentioned it at the time That was a good <laughs> good pick
1: they, they know how to campaign okay yeah. uh so now i have this uh this category has really emptied out yeah um so i have Austin Butler, who I did not have to, at the time because it was also three months before Elvis came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know he's great and has a lot of industry support because he's been around. And I hate the narrative now that people think he's like a newcomer. It's like yes. rude to carry diaries. Okay, he was already okay. he's already been in a Best Picture nominee. He was Tex in Once Upon a yeah. Time, in and
0: he was great. And he had he was in one of the best scenes in Once uh, Upon a Time in Hollywood when Brad Pitt murders all the Manson people. Mm-hmm
1: um so yes I have austin's so of brendan frazier for the whale i put in daniel jimenez cacho for bardo okay uh i still have hugh jackman for the sun and bill nye for living
0: well he's sticking with bill nye yes. way to go uh i love it so much <laughs> so I, I don't know based on this li- if basically we have like similar lists i think we have three of the five and i think the alternates that we have are not necessarily the people who would win in this category just based on like I like what who
1: who do you think because I just have these alphabetically and I don't really know who would win so who do you think would win right I mean
0: based on like history I would say like Brendan Fraser but I actually think Austin Butler could win because he's playing a real life person and it's a musical performance and we saw obviously like I guess the comp would be like Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think he's actually much better in this movie and the movie is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. And so I think that would actually be kind of the pick. And the fact that he's got a huge runway here of support and that even people who don't like the movie are like, he is awesome. That just all like the cards are all in a row for him to like kind of run away with it. And there's really no one here. Like Hugh Jackman seems like a popular pick but i think that's more of like a hope diction because people really like you jackman and um is brendan fraser going to be like mickey rourke who would you know did not win now i think brendan fraser is a little more uh what's the word kind than mickey rourke or just you you, (laughs) uh he's also
1: uh been um wronged in the past yeah
0: so I think he has yeah. more of like a empathetic uh, narrative
1: going for like, him. Like, like watch the Globes award Warden.
0: But that would be, <laughs> but I also wonder, like, will people, how will the, what will the discourse around the whale be, obviously? Because oh, this, the
1: discourse around the whale is already terrible because people have no idea that this is based on a play or adapted from a play.
0: It's adapted from it's a play about a, about a, a, a terminally <laughs> ill or incredibly obese man who is about to die. And so Brendan Fraser is in a in a suit that makes him look bigger than he is, and I think the character is also gay. So he's playing a gay character as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The discourse the discourse could have a a, a lot of fun with that.
1: Part. But that's just also the discourse. We know like the industry itself; right. they don't care about that. Like, I
0: mean, who would you pick?
1: For? I don't know because like of my five, like I I see the case for Austin. Um, and, but then that would mean like I probably should put Elvis into my best picture lineup exactly. because no one has won or no actor has won best actor without a best picture, without its film being up for best picture since Jeff Bridges, which is like overdue narrative. Right. You know, uh, so like Chappie Boseman couldn't do it. Right. Um, and, and like then- I don't, I, I don't, I also don't think he's like too young either. Like he's gonna be 31 no. next week. Yeah. So no, I not think
0: he could win, like but then it would have to get nominated. The only problem is the only actor in this, my list at least, well, I have Diego Calva and Hugh Jackman are my only two. And you have Hugh Jackman and who else? For in, a in Best Picture? Uh, yeah.
1: I, I have Hugh Jackman and Daniel Jimenez Cacho. So
0: okay. do you think Daniel Jimenez Cacho could win? I guess it depends on what the movie's like.
1: Yeah, but that also kind of just feels like a nomination, you know, right. like, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like one of those performances in like a best picture nominee to just nominate um like Hugh Jackman I I feel like the I don't know like the role is there for him even though he's like obviously the biggest star or like the lead who's like the biggest star but I feel like the media part is probably with Sam McGrath
0: yes and I think it feels like i mean you jackman is like a beloved actor so i also think that helps
1: yeah and i don't know if like people like sure it'll be like nice to see him win an oscar you know um but i don't know if there's also that like kind of outcry yet from people wanting like he hasn't been nominated since Lame is right That's the only nomination right 10 years ago
0: uh, other other people I thought of, Joyce, very seriously, but I decided against it. Christian Bale for The Pale Blue Eye, which is a Scott Cooper movie. That What about
1: Christian Bale for Amsterdam?
0: Not Christian Bale for Amsterdam, but the Pale I Blue Eye, I think, <laughs> is a uh, Scott Cooper movie that Netflix is going to put out that maybe would premiere at one of these festivals. It has not been announced yet, but I feel like he he's playing like an old detective who helps train Edgar Allan Poe or something, and Henry uh henry melling is edgar Allan poe uh christian Bale's is a great actor and he works really well as scott cooper out of the furnace was a solid I performance and i think he was probably so i think if christian bale is like christian bale in that movie he could easily get in right like i just feel like why not and it's a big year for him obviously because he had thor and then he'll also have amsterdam and this movie as well so it could be like hey we know who we love christian bale he's a great actor so i think he could get in um and then I also had uh, thought of Daniel Jimenez uh, Cacho. And what about Adam Driver for white noise? Again, it depends. I thought about Maybe. him too.
1: And it's like funny cause I have white noise in best picture but yes. I don't have it anywhere else in, in these categories that we're doing like none of the acting categories or director. Um, so I don't know, but I, I I did think about putting him in instead of Daniel.
0: And And then the last name I'll mention here And you can feel free to add any more. It was uh, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin.
1: Would love to see it. So I
0: think that's another one that people would really love. Mm -hmm. People love Colin Farrell. And he's had a good year from Batman. He was Penguin Joyce. Great, great performance. And under three pounds of of prosciutto makeup. Uh, But no, I I thought, I saw that I had him in. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the, I don't know. The movie looks really good and I'm very excited to see it. But I just. It feels like Brendan Gleeson has the show or your part. And, you know, I'll mention him in a minute here, probably. But uh, Colin would be nice, but I don't know if he's going to get in.
1: Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, what about the other Netflix movie, The Good Nurse, with Eddie uh, Redmayne? And so Jessica former Oscar Redmayne winner, Eddie Green Redmayne. And Best picture or Best actress winner.
0: Yeah, Jesse, uh, Je- uh, Eddie Redmayne, and Best Actor winner, and Jessica Chesney, and Best Actress winner, together in a true crime serial killer thing where Eddie Redmayne plays a male nurse who has... Uh, you know, murdered hundreds of people, it seems. And Jessica Chastain helps bring him down. Uh, and it's it's it got the splashy Vanity Fair uh, first look There's recently. Both, yeah, the photos. I, I think it's going to TIFF, if I remember correctly. Sure. Uh, maybe. I mean, Eddie Redmayne's a past winner. We haven't seen him in a while since Chicago 7. I thought he was really good in Chicago 7, but not a lead performance.
1: Well, he was in Cabaret. Um, right. So... I don't have him
0: in, but maybe. I guess it depends on what people think of the yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: it'll, it'll be a tiff, so. His,
0: his I feel, uh, for whatever reason, I feel like his win and then subsequent, nom- like, he is not, t- I think those are, have maybe not aged well or people are not as into them Well, as they he were.
1: has obviously since said he should um, not have been in, um, oh my God, what was the movie called?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, The Danish Girl.
1: Yes, I was like, <laughs> I knew it was starting with D. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, which was like, you know, his, his afterglow nomination right after he won.
0: And I think that left a bad taste in people's mouths. And I think even in hindsight, while I do think he was great in every uh, theory of everything, we've talked about this previously, Michael Keaton, not winning an Oscar, not the, not what you want, but also Eddie Redmayne really worked for that win and was also good in his Yeah, he,
1: he worked for it. And yeah, it's the transformative real life. Yeah. Person performance but yeah i would have given it to keaton so yeah
0: uh okay so best actress choice at the time i had uh olivia coleman for empire of light viola davis for the woman king regina king for shirley Carrie mulligan for she said and margot robbie for babylon uh so it made some tweaks there okay so i have kate blanchett for tar seemingly could win uh, just in, uh, I'm already like uh in for the cape Blanchett uh, of the fall. I have Olivia Coleman still for Empire Blight. Very, very bullish on that movie and her. I have Daniel deadweiler for Till. Feels like people really want uh her to get nominated. Uh, again, the trailer came out for that. It looks like a very powerful performance, and I think could definitely have her in here. And I think as an actor, she has done a lot recently that people are excited about. So I could see her writing in. I have Margot Robbie for Babylon, and then Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere all at once this is a no offense to the men but compared to the
1: this is stacked
0: this is stacked this is like a really this stacked. is a kind of be a really good best actress year
1: um so in march i had naomi Aki for i want to dance with somebody uh the whitney houston biopic mm-hmm. birthday girl whitney houston today kate blanchett for tar olivia coleman empire of light Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. Margot Robbie for Babylon. And you know what? Unlike Best Actor, I only made one change here because I had to replace Lily. So I just put in Michelle Yeoh. So. That was it. The other four.
0: Uh, I mean, why not? It's a great list. Yeah. I I really uh, love this. So you're sticking with Naomi Aki. Why not? That's fine. We have, uh, again under the, the Austin Butler School of Oscar nominations, playing a real-life singer is a great way to get an Oscar nomination. So, uh, why not? Yeah. Uh, this is a stacked list. I don't know. I, I think Michelle Yeoh will have a lot of support for Everything Everywhere.
1: I think she can get, yeah, she has, there's that, that movie has a lot of fans, not just, like, uh, regular people, but within the industry. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, like, like, Andrew Garfield's winning hot, uh, wearing hot dog fingers in public. So.
0: Right. And, like, She'll yeah. have at least a New York Film Critics Circle Best Actress Award, as we I assume will happen because all the uh, New York Film Critics loved it so much.
1: I, I also think that film will do uh, very well at SAG. It's a very SAG friendly film, and it obviously came out apartment. early enough for them to have seen it. Yes, you don't you don't want to be late with SAG.
0: And Michelle Yeoh is an actress I think who people love and also yes. should have an Oscar. And she while... have
1: been nominated for Crash and Tiger Hidden Dragon, and
0: then so. her biggest competition here if you are arguably would be kate blanchett and olivia coleman both of whom have uh oscars
1: yeah both of them have oscars but, and i think everyone um the popular opinion right now is that margot robbie it girl is just gonna win
0: i think that's true too but i just don't know if that it doesn't i mean based on these performances i would and based on again this is just what i based uh, what i think babylon is i'm just like that doesn't seem like She'd be like my fifth of these five. No offense. I think I love, I'm so sure, psyched. I haven't
1: like seen it, like no one's seen it. So. No
0: one's seen it. So I have no basis of this, but, and I love Damien Giselle and La La Land is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And Margot Robbie is the best and is a great actress in many movies I love. But I'm just like, based on like the history of the Oscars, I'm like, oh, Cable and Chet and Tar seems like a no brainer. Olivia yeah. Coleman playing a schizophrenic woman in like a romance with the, a younger guy and like having to deal with her lecturer's boss, which is what seemingly Colin Firth plays in Empire of Light. Uh, that seems like Oscar bait or whatever. Daniel Deadweiler Till is is a classic Oscar performance to me uh, without even seeing it, right? Just based on the trailer. And then Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere. So I'm like, I don't know. But like we said, this is an incredible category where I could make a case for any of our, my five or your with Naomi Aki also winning. It's a really good category.
1: Yeah, it's stacked. But I I think, or I think a lot of people are just landing on Margot because it feels like she's, been building up to this and obviously like we've said if uh like Kate and Olivia make it in like they've already won right you know
0: uh, um, the other thing is a lot of people unmentioned here that I could see getting in so I I had uh, Viola Davis previously I still think she'd be a threat to get in uh for Woman King there's Anna de Armas for Blonde uh which could be the Kristen Stewart of this year's awards race maybe
1: it, it, uh I don't know if she has that uh pre premiere buzz and hype yet
0: not so, yet no uh karen mulligan for she said which i hadn't at the time i guess i'm just uh, based on the trailer i don't know it just feels like they're both her and zoe kazan who i also mentioned in my earlier fixes i'll mention here just i'm not sure where they would slot and how much weight to, you know what i mean like i just don't know how that's gonna play out i think i'd have to see the movie first to be like oh yeah of course you know it just feels like it could be like more of an ensemble vibe and then maybe she's not a best actress contender uh Florence Pugh for Don't Worry, Darling. People are excited for uh, that one, right?
1: Uh, they're excited about the behind the scenes drama of that one.
0: <laughs> uh, Regina King for Shirley, which I think is still supposed to come out this year.
1: I don't think there's like any word at all. Like there's they're photos of her on set from the spring.
0: So that could end up getting punted as well. Who knows? We have no idea, but maybe. Uh, Frances McDormand for women talking. That again, feels like an ensemble.
1: I have no idea what to do with the women talking women, yes, um, as you'll see later.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like a great, I mean, we didn't even mention like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence has a movie Causeway coming out that is yeah, coming be later this Apple year. Yeah, Apple
1: acquired, um,
0: Jesse so. Chastain, like you mentioned earlier, uh, for The Good Nurse. It's just a loaded year.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, there's You You haven't mentioned this yet. You're so hyped about this movie, The Menu.
0: Annie Taylor-Joy. I'm so psyched for The yeah, Menu. And Nicholas Holt. But... And Nicholas Hall and Ray Fines, directed by Mark Mylod, who's our favorite succession filmmaker. Uh, it looks like a really dark uh, comedy horror thriller. I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't think... That the buzz would be there for that as an Oscar movie.
1: No, it. Um, it feels exactly, like
0: a movie I will like, love. It's
1: like a maybe like a good like starter movie for him. Yes, to, like hit like the big time, and then like maybe his next one. Yeah, will get him there.
0: I think so. Uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, so that was Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor choice at the time. This one, this is where we get a little a little fun because a lot of a lot of puns and a lot of uh, movies and are coming out. I had Paul Dano for The Fabelmans. I had Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. Anthony Hopkins for Armageddon Time and Jeremy Strong for Armageddon Time and Glenn Turman for Rustin. Actually, what at did, the time- what,
1: what did you put in parentheses here?
0: I said Chris Rock when we recorded it because he's also in Rustin and I was like, LOL, but no Glenn Turman would probably get nominated. But it was right after, do you remember this choice at the Oscars? Will Smith got up on stage and slapped Chris Rock. Did you hear about this?
1: Oh, really? Did he apologize?
0: um uh, he only just did four months later
1: oh wow completely messed up yeah
0: pretty wow. pretty wild stuff the oscars live tv you can't you can't predict what happens uh so those are my epics at the time again no no uh, disrespect to armageddon time but based on the reviews it seemed like anthony hopkins who at the time i actually remember thinking played fred trump does not play fred trump he just plays the kindly grandfather no, to-
1: and you, you you also know someone who's in the movie Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I didn't know that part of it. So I was just like, okay. So Anthony Hopkins plays like James Gray's stand-in young boy, Abato- like grandfather, and then Jeremy Strong is his dad, uh, the character's dad. Uh, both of them had very nice reviews, I thought, out of can. but it just doesn't seem like either of those performances are really like noisy, maybe. And I guess it depends, again, how it gets re- repositioned as it gets through the fall festivals. We'll see if there gets more enthusiasm for Jeremy Strong and Anthony Hopkins. I could see that happening because... Andy Hoffman is obviously a beloved Oscar winner and Jeremy Strong people love from Succession. So maybe, uh, and could win another Emmy this year and maybe that helps launch his Oscar uh, Oscar campaign into the fall. Uh, but okay. I have neither of them in my yeah, new
1: picture. Chicago 7, so. Yeah,
0: I have neither of them in my new pictures. I have Paul Dano for The Fablemans. I have Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. I, 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 I've, heard, I've heard rumor and whisper that Judd Hirsch is in it for about 10 minutes and uh, crushes two scenes, basically.
1: That's all you need to do.
0: And he's a beloved, again, veteran actor. I have Zen McGrath for The Sun, uh, your, your boy. My guy. Playing the titular son. I have Brad Pitt for Babylon, and then Michael Mikey Award for Empire of Light.
1: Okay. Um, so in March, I had Paul Dano for The Fablemans, William Defoe for Poor Things, again, nice. for me, uh, Robert De Niro. Yes. <laughs> with the Flower Moon. Uh huh. Zen the Grab for the Sun and Brad Pitt for Babylon, so now I have uh, I still have Dano, I have my guy Brendan Gleason for the Banshees nice. of isshirin.
0: okay,
1: so I have my guy Zen and Brad, and then I put in Kiki Kwan for everything everywhere all at once. Uh, so i did I did think about judd Hirsch just also for like the double noms since they yeah, love yeah. doing that in this category now after 26 years of no double noms for a film. Yeah, yeah um and yeah and like that that the the buzz on his performance it it seemed like people even with his limited screen time people at the test screenings responded more to judd hirsch than to paul dano
0: yes but i think paul dano like has got the uh again he was great in the batman it's like a, a cumulative year help help for him
1: i love uh, Ki- how you're using the batman as a pipeline to oscar nomination
0: i mean i actually think the batman maybe i don't have it in but i'm like if they wanted to they could probably get a push for a best picture nomination for that it was really good as well uh key i thought of putting in uh but i think i have him like sixth in my head at least i think he could he could definitely get any so good in everything everywhere. Um, other people, I had Brendan Gleeson. I thought of him as well, obviously. Ben Wishaw for Women Talking.
1: Yeah, I thought about him too.
0: But I'm like, not, again, who knows what it, like, I, nobody's seen it, but sure. Uh, Woody Harrelson gets a lot of buzz for Triangle of Sadness. I think it's because he's like the most famous person in it that people know. Um, if that ends up exploding, I could see like him getting in. Uh, Ray Fines for the Menu. It, there's a lot of potential people
1: um yeah i how about uh tom hanks for elvis
0: (laughs) i personally would say no uh he definitely is doing a lot though
1: he's he's almost doing the most
0: i'll tell you what if they ever remake austin powers three gold member i think they can talk to tom hanks about maybe you know playing a part in that sequel sure uh there's a lot i mean i don't know I, again who knows how these movies there's, play but
1: I'm, um yeah i'm just looking at the movies so far but i mean there's also seth rogan and fablements but i don't think anyone's um been talking about him
0: i mean there's movies like here's one that we have not mentioned at all that is playing a tiff the greatest beer run ever is uh peter forelli's yeah. follow-up to green book and
1: uh, zach afron
0: so Zach Efron plays the lead and then there's supporting performances from Bill Murray and Russell Crowe. Like if Russell Crowe is like knockout supporting performance, he could, I could see, you know what I mean? Like I could see somebody like him getting in. Babylon has like Tobey Maguire, right? Obviously as well with Brad Pitt. You know, we, I mentioned my my boys from Armageddon time. There's a lot of ways this category. Don Cheadle for white noise. People love Don Cheadle. Yeah, I
1: thought about Don Cheadle. Um And from what I've read about that part, it could be kind of divisive, yeah, yeah.
0: So, there's a lot of places I'd love to
1: see it though, because I love Don Chito. Me too. Um, so, how about I mean, we we laughed off Amsterdam before, but as we know, the Academy loves David O. Russo, yes, movies and his actors. So, a lot of people in that movie they do not highlight his name on the poster that poster just cobbled together in like microsoft word art um but just a whole block of names and then like it, his name is like in like tiny print on the bottom yeah. basically i don't even think it's there is it it's like from the director of silver linings playbook cuz uh, I, yeah. I think so we'll be very interested to see how that press tour goes um yeah i can't wait yeah uh, probably, i would yeah, say like, th- there's like de niro john david washington
0: rami malik it yeah. seems like based on the trailer and just based on like whatever nascent buzz I feel like I've been ingesting that like Rami Malek maybe would have a shot or John David Washington who I feel like was close you know
1: for Black Klansman
0: yeah he was definitely close for Black Klansman and I I thought he was Chris great Rock in, is
1: also an in. Chris Rock, lol
0: <laughs> I mean I guess it depends on the movie like we said there's a lot of a lot of these movies have like large ensembles and are like big like I said like Henry Henry Melling is a guy who has been knocking around mm-hmm. doing like great stuff in a lot of like good things so if pale blue eye ends up being like a movie people like respond to and he's playing edgar Allan poe why can't he get it you know what i mean like it's like there's just like we i have no idea where this category could go
1: like this harry Melling.
0: what i call him? henry of, harry Melling.
1: yeah harry um this category is sort of just like last year's where it's just wide open
0: yeah like we would have never said uh even with coda would have been out by now for weeks or no right about now
1: August 13th last year but
0: we had seen it at Sundance so you knew it existed yeah
1: I I saw it in January like months yeah you would
0: not have pegged like you know no
1: I thought it was like charming completely fine but never was I like give that movie a bunch of Oscars so right
0: yeah and would have never picked like you know
1: yeah Troy yeah no offense to Troy Troy
0: would not have been a guy we would have been talking about at this point even though he was a very lovely performance but very happy one I'm just saying like who knows how these things play out? People you never heard of could come out of nowhere in these movies and like end up. Yeah, I'm like- just
1: saying this is like the complete opposite of best actress, which yeah. is loaded, and this feels very open. You could have, I mean, even though I don't have it, like a, just another movie with like uh, double noms, you know. Like that's why I ended up doing Jesse Plemons last year sure. prediction because I was like, I need to fill up these slots. Well, and that's I why
0: I have hers I was getting in. <laughs> I mean, it lit- at this point, last year, I think if you were looking at our odds. It would have been like Richard Jenkins for the humans. Would have been like the top. Yeah, pick. he
1: was like in first forever. Yes.
0: So <laughs> it's hard to know like what movies are gonna pop and what or not. Uh, for best supporting actress choice at the time, I had Julia Butters for The Fablemans. And you know what? From what I've heard, not wrong. And she's great in Grey Man. I would nominate her as well for Grey Man. Love the Grey Man.
1: Not bring up the Grey Man, please. No.
0: Oscar future Oscar nominee, The Grey Man, and something. Let's just say uh, I don't know what it would be. Uh, Julie Butters for Fablemans, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Zoe Kazan for She Said, Samantha Morton for She Said, and Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. So lots of changes here, Joyce, I would say. For it to be exact. Uh, my new nominees are Jesse Buckley for Women Talking. Picked her. I think you had her back in back in the day. So so bully for you. Just, just have, me. No, I had I had Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once, who she's my favorite performance in the movie. And it's so great. And I I really love her as an actress. So hopefully she gets in. Vanessa Kirby for The Sun. Seemingly, of the two roles between her and Laura Dern, it feels like she has the more meaty- Yeah,
1: she is uh, Hugh Jackman's new new wife. wife. Yeah.
0: I have- Sadie Sink for The Whale. My beloved Sadie Sink.
1: Your Emmy campaign flopped. So now you're mounting the Oscars. I'm
0: moving to the Oscars, Joyce. You. There's I always another award for Sadie Sink to get it nominated for. And then Michelle Williams for The Fablemans.
1: Um, okay, so in March, I had, like you said, Jesse Buckley for Women Talking, Patricia Clarkson for She Said, Laura Dern for The Sun, Jean Smart for Babylon, and Michelle Williams for Fablemans. And now I have still have Jesse Buckley woman talking. I also put in Stephanie Sue for everything or all at once. Um, I swapped Laura Dern for Vanessa Kirby. Like you said, it seems like she has the better part. Yeah. Um, and then I swapped Patricia Clarkson for Samantha Morton for, she said, nice and still have Michelle Williams who is the front runner in this category.
0: Uh, absolutely. The front runner, uh, And it seems like people are just like, yeah, she's going to win.
1: Yeah. Like, I think people are finally ready. This will be her fifth nomination.
0: So, how close do you think she came to winning for Manchester?
1: I think she was winning until Viola decided to play it safe and go supporting, even though Denzel was like, you should go lead.
0: (laughs) And so it felt like that was her Oscar to win until Viola went in the category. And obviously, rightfully. Yeah, like I would have
1: loved for her to win for Brokeback, but I don't think she was winning that because Rachel Weisz was dominating. Yes that year um blue valentine was a great nomination but that was again like all it was like it was it was like a win for her to get in yes um my week with marilyn just you know fill her non basically she won the globe um but yeah manchester it really felt like until viola went supporting like that was gonna be her yeah so.
0: and so i think she's the front runner here i i had so it's funny i had samantha morton at the time i switched her out i have her six basically because I put in. Uh, a few other people like I mentioned who I thought maybe including Sadie Sink who I I was like I'm in.
1: So the only reason I put in Samantha is just based completely off the trailer because I thought she popped the most.
0: (laughs) So she also plays Zelda Perkins who in real life was like a key factor in bringing down Harvey Weinstein and uh, I think it has the potential to be like a really really powerful performance and like really key performance in the movie and like you said she kind of really pops off the screen in the trailer I, I could definitely see her getting in. Uh, and especially if that movie gets the best. So like for me, I don't, I had that as a best picture nominee. And yet in we're talking here, I have not one acting nominee for it. I
1: know this is my problem because I, I did like best picture first. And then as I was doing the acting categories, I was like, how many of these people are from like best picture nominees <laughs> or. You know? And
0: so like she said, seemingly, if it's going to be a best picture contender, which I actually think it will be, we'll probably have to get an acting nomination. Right. And it has a large enough. cast. I, mean, I thought of ten like
1: best picture. Right nominees so not all of them need
0: no but I feel like this is a movie that has like a good like there's a lot of juicy parts like Andre Brower plays like Dean Beckett right or so I think he'd be like another person who could maybe get in supporting or like you said like Samantha Morton obviously is a past nominee I think Sadie Stink will get in because she's going to be opposite Brendan Fraser the whole movie is about her relationship with Brendan Fraser And so if the whale is like as great as maybe people are expecting and the performance is as undeniable for Brendan Fraser, she would just like end with the Stranger Things boost of like people really being excited about her because of Stranger Things and her performance on that show. I think it's like, "Oh, wow. Like we should she could get in." And I it just depends on how this the movie goes.
1: This is just you being upset about her snub.
0: She should have gotten nominated, I still think. that's a not <laughs> Uh Jesse Buckley, we both have now. I came around to you thinking, again, who knows, though, based on the movie. There's a lot, of, a lot of women
1: in that movie. And I was like, should I do double noms here? Like there's um, like Claire Foy. To Claire Rune Foy and
0: Rooney Mara. Mara, right? Are both in it. Yeah. Again, it does, I don't know. It, it just depends on the part. Stephanie Sue would be an interesting, I think, nominee because I could... She doesn't really, she has like a few really great scenes and it is like a lot of her character ends up being like the most.
1: Yeah, she has like a lot of stuff with Michelle. and A it, ton
0: like, of stuff with Michelle. And the whole movie is about their like, relationship.
1: Yeah, like I think it's the, the emotional crux. Yeah. Um, and I think if it's like as popular and well liked as it appears to be right now and like, you know, provided that like it it doesn't just kind of disappear in the next couple months. Um, Like the support is still there. Like I can see her being a coattail.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like anybody I've talked to about the movie is like, if not most excited about like Michelle, it's like, she is the support. Like if you're out there being like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, no way. Like she's in it for like, not as lot. And also is like,
1: she's just like famous, like a big name. That's
0: famous doing like a silly bit. And like, Stephanie is like great doing like complicated, like emotional stuff. And also silly bits because it is sometimes silly, the movie. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I so also I just. I have three, I have yeah, three of yeah. them getting in for that movie. So. Right.
0: I have two of them getting in for that movie. So, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, so that's it. I, again, a lot of people like have like supporting actress. We were just talking about other people, but like Laura Dern for the, for the Sun, Gene Smart for Babylon, you had both of them and knocked them both out, but they're, I still think, pretty heavy contenders.
1: Yeah. Well, like the. The buzz on Jean is that, like, she arrives, like, late in the movie. Yeah. From people who've, like, seen it in test screenings and stuff. And she just has, like, a monologue or something. I mean, sure, she can get in. Why not?
0: I've Um, heard a lot of talk of uh, Janelle Monae in Glass Onion.
1: The Knives Out sequel.
0: The Knives Out sequel. I've heard a lot of, like, early buzz or chatter is like, oh, she's great. And I get the sense just from hearing that, that like Anna the Armist ended up being like the co-lead with Daniel Craig that maybe Janelle Monet has like a major factor with Daniel Craig as well in that one
1: maybe I don't know um
0: I mean I like, see like, like with the
1: original like I mean yeah like they got glow nominations uh Ana and Daniel but no one right. was like heavily considering either of them for Oscar nomination no like, uh, it's, like it's like a fun movie um, yeah and I
0: mean we didn't mention that for best picture but I think that would all that would uh, to rewind slightly, just like that another would, sequel, <laughs> another sequel that like a movie that didn't even get in the first time. I'd argue probably was close.
1: Yeah, it got into PGA, and it 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 probably it definitely just missed out. Like it got it like
0: yeah, it was like eleven or twelve. So if that movie is good, which I'm really hoping it is, I love Knives Out, so I'm like very excited for the sequel. Uh, you know maybe it gets in too, and if it gets in, then maybe Janelle Monet is like. Well, a it's also container. now on
1: Netflix. Or, like, it's, it's a Netflix yeah. franchise now. So what are Netflix's priorities? Like, obviously, last year it was Power of the Dog. <laughs> like, is, it, it's Bardo and White Noise?
0: So right now, I think based on what they're throwing at the festivals, it's Bardo and White Noise because Bardo is going to be at Venice and I assume Telluride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And White Noise is going to be at Venice and New York, I believe. And then they have Knives Out at TIFF.
1: There's The Good Nurse.
0: The Good Nurse, which is also a Tiff, which maybe they're thinking of as an acting play.
1: Um, I mean, I could see that, like if they just focus on like Eddie Redmayne.
0: They have Blonde, which I think is definitely all about Anna de Armas. Yes. That's at Venice. Yeah. That it's coming out soon after the festivals leads me to believe that that's what they're hoping for. And that's maybe it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's coming out like end of, not even end of September. I think it's coming out like September. December 23rd or something
1: yeah and then they have Pale blue eye your guy christian
0: i think that one they're wait, i think that could be an interesting one because if it goes to tell or any of these festivals and plays really well there's no reason why that couldn't like jump in and be like a best picture nominee i mean i think on like looking at it now the white noise and bardo are like the top two right
1: and i only have white noise in picture i don't have um what's his face and director.
0: No, Bombay.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, he missed for directing and for marriage story too. But...
0: I think we're gonna look back at Marriage Story and be like that was his best movie, and probably would have been nice for him to get nominated for that. I have not seen White Noise. I'm very excited for White Noise. He's like one of my favorite filmmakers, but like yeah, Marriage I Story. Really,
1: I really like Marriage Story. Great. Um yeah, it was yeah, it's a great movie. I've that's actually one of the recent best picture nominees, I've seen multiple times. It's and I great. Don't, you know me; I don't rewatch a lot of things. I rewatch
0: everything. I got to say, even though the subject matter is tough, very re- rewatchable movie.
1: Yeah, and like great performances. Uh,
0: all it's all around. Yeah, so, so good.
1: Ray Liotta, RIP. Should have been nominated.
0: Excellent, excellent yeah. performance. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. That seems like that they that's their focus, and then Amazon has got like the MGM movies. It seems right. So.
1: And thirteen lives.
0: 13 lives. They have women, don't they have women talking? Isn't that is that Amazon? Or what is who is that? No, women talking is Fox, right?
1: It's well, I know it's produced by Plan B, but no, I think it it's it's UA, isn't it?
0: It's UA, so that would be yeah. eventually Amazon, right? I think?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: She said is universal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now we're just naming studios, Joyce. A24, they have everything everywhere. The Whale, A24. Uh,
1: A24 are going to get that best picture win.
0: Who is the sun, Joyce? Who's doing that? Focus? Let's
1: see. Hmm.
0: Scintillating stuff.
1: Um, the, the sun is, um, uh, SPC. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: I want uh, I want to mention one more person in the supporting actress before we, we hop off. Uh, Carrie Condon, who plays uh, Brendan Gleason's sister in Banshees of Inisheran. I could see that being like a a like, oh, we like this actress now kind of nomination. Or like, oh, we've seen her in things before, and now we'll nominate her, depending on the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I only have Brendan in for that right now, so I don't know. So what would you think? What, what would you pick to win right now?
0: So I was just going to ask you the same question. I guess I would say fable. based on uh, the potential of its acting nominations plus Spielberg. I think it could win. I I feel like Babylon has. I'm very so psyched for Babylon. I could see there being knives out for that one maybe because it's like. I don't know. Are people going to be like, oh, another like Hollywood movie about Hollywood? Maybe the industry wouldn't, but I think like the film Twitter vibe would be like, oh, but Fablemans, I feel like could be like a big thing. And it the idea that it could be not the last Spielberg movie, because I know he's got like other things in development and like he would probably keep making movies, but like Spielberg winning a best picture for a movie about his own life feels very like a, a, a feather on top of a great career.
1: Yeah, I guess right now I would also say Fableman's. um,
0: It's also technically movie about movies.
1: Yeah, because this is like how he got in as a child, like got into filmmaking.
0: There's a lot of movies about movies this year because Babylon is obviously about movies. uh, And so is uh, Empire of Light, or at least it's set in a movie theater. He
1: works in a movie theater,
0: yeah. And so there is like a, a lot of opportunities for Hollywood to remember how much it loves itself. Marilyn Monroe, you know, she said, like we said, another movie about Hollywood or tangentially about Hollywood. Elvis, like there are a ton of these. So uh, definitely no, no, uh, no dearth of that, but I think Fablements would be the favorite.
1: Um, so then you would have him winning director for a third time.
0: Yeah, I think he would, I, I, based on this list, I think he could win anyway.
1: Based okay. on the list you made up. <laughs> Based on the list
0: I made up with no real knowledge of anything. I would say he could win his third whether the movie wins Best Picture or not.
1: Do you think he was at close at all for Lincoln with uh, Ben Affleck out?
0: No. I don't, I, I think he should have been, but no. I don't think he was.
1: Um, I love Lincoln. Do you think,
0: here, here's a better one. Do you think if the Oscars were held a month later, that Jane Campion would have won over him for Best Director?
1: Yeah, like I, I don't, she I don't think she would have won. Yeah, like I think they were, like she, that was always locked. Like I don't think, like what, what would have made her lose? Just like people not being into Power of the Dog?
0: Yes, I think because the movie ended up like really lagging at the end and like- But then it's
1: like- Struggling it's, to it's the finish. Still, like, I think people, even if you don't like the movie, I think you still recognize that it was still a filmmaking achievement and she did a good job with it.
0: yeah. I just think that like the movie was such a, like a struggle to get to the end of the line.
1: It got 12 scene. nominations. It wasn't like it just got best picture and director.
0: No, but it only won one.
1: Yeah. It won the one that it was locked for.
0: But I'm saying like, I think that lock would have been slipped away because obviously I think the more people like. But like, like
1: so like the other nominees were him. I can't believe we're doing this again. <laughs> Rizuki Yamaguchi. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenneth Branagh and yeah. PTA. So like who, who like who would have gone to? Like I don't like I Spielberg. love West Side Story, but I don't they like they were not into that movie.
0: I think I think it would have been Spielberg. If it was like the if the Oscars were held like, like it probably in,
1: was like runner up, but I think it was like a very distant runner up. Yeah. Like I don't think like if it was held April twenty fourth, the Oscars she would have lost. I think that was just like that was part of the dog's win. I guess
0: you're right. What about Major?
1: Like, Leicester like, just got seven nominations. Like, it didn't get in for screenplay. Um, but, you know, as we've discussed, like, that that campaign was uh, not ideal.
0: Not what you want. <laughs> so, rolling. hopefully, this one and this one will get in. Hopefully, we'll get in.
1: He's going to festivals. You know, that was a huge ass deal when they announced he was taking Fableman's.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, I think this is the front runner. Now, being the front runner, not the uh, one, not, not what you want usually, because.
1: No, you don't want. to be dangerous. So what do you think is going to win the audience award at
0: TIFF? <laughs> I think it could be the greatest <laughs> beer run in the world.
1: What What else? What is, what is the TIFF line? Oh my gosh. I see. I don't know what's anywhere.
0: I'm looking uh, right now. Hang on. What's
1: in contention? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what year.
0: So greatest beer run in the world. Uh here, I'll read off ones that I think are going to be, like, major deals. Greatest Fear in the World. We have not mentioned Tyler Perry's A Jazz Man's Blues. I believe that's another Netflix movie. Um, the Sun doesn't seem like a, an audience fave. Woman King. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin, Bart McDonough's last movie won audience award there, right? Three Billboards. That was the audience winner.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Um... Empire of Light, The Fableman's Knives Out, too. I mean.
1: So last year, the top three. So Belfast won People's Choice at TIFF last year. And then the, the runners up were Scarborough and Pair of the Dog. So the year I think... Before Nomad Land won, and the runners up were one AM, Miami and Beans. Before that, Jojo Rabbit won. And then Marriage Story and Parasite. <laughs> The top three Greenbook Book <laughs> One, deal Street, and Roma. Top three, Three of the Words, like you said, one, I Tanya, and Call Me By Your Name. Top three, La La Land One, Lion and Queen of Cotway. Top three. Oh,
0: nice,
1: yeah. Rude I mean, I
0: think Fableman's one. and the greatest bureau in the world would probably be the top kind of top picks there.
1: So, if greatest bureau in the world wins, should then we- I
0: think we're gonna have to start taking it seriously as a best picture nominee. <laughs> it's arguable um, that that is like apple's big movie because they have
1: kills if, the flower
0: yeah. kills the flower moon which is not seemingly coming out and then emancipation which they have not said is coming out that's the antoine fuqua will smith movie that has apparently really great buzz save for the fact that will smith is banned from the oscars for 10 years
1: he's banned from the oscars but who cares they can still nominate if they want to like, i don't think they would nominate him I don't think they would nominate him as like, I think that they don't want to do that or like, yeah, but like, I'm just saying saying he's still eligible to be nominated. Like they didn't ban him from that.
0: (laughs) So if those are the Apple movies and then greatest beer in the world, you could say greatest beer in the world ends up being like a kind of like a breakout if it wins audience award. The other movie they have is like cha-cha real smooth, which they released in August and could be like a coda type, but I don't think it has enough legs Though it could get like a a rogue screenplay nomination and for like Tasha doesn't
1: have enough legs.
0: They come up with this <laughs> stuff without even thinking choice. Uh,
1: yeah, see. I don't know about that. Um, but
0: I mean, yeah, women I talking, think. I could see, and uh, I could see women talking. Uh, top top three, also because Sarah Polly is a hometown filmmaker. Yeah, and I think that could be like really in there as well. Some of these, I just, I'm like, from an audience towards Sam but if you think about what's won, like the major other movies, like The Whale, it doesn't seem like, a like I said, a feel-good time. Uh, Empire of Light could get in there for sure.
1: I uh, mean, Sam Mendes, speaking of people who film fast, like they were filming that this spring and it's coming out this year. So he's also in no party.
0: Not only coming out this year, ready to go to film festivals.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like he's hitting the fests. <laughs>
0: what about a movie like bros finishing top three billy eichner uh screenplay Um, nomination incoming
1: probably not
0: maybe but that's why they are i think that's their hope
1: but like that's just like isn't that opening like opening night or something
0: it's opening night but they didn't need to go to tiff with a a no but i think it's just
1: like a great it's like a like a showcase moment for it Yeah. yeah
0: but i think they'll i think universal will try to get him like a screenplay nomination for that oh
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and maybe it could happen if the movie's really fun. Uh, and Women King, maybe Woman King can get an audience award. We'll see. Sony doesn't always go to like festivals. So I think the fact that they are means they think they have something here more than just like a audience play. Cause it comes out in theaters, I think September 16th.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's like a good or bad date.
0: I don't know. Sometimes don't know. Uh, last year it was uh, Dear Evan Hansen will recall opened uh, TIFF. Then came out the following week. Well, I
1: recall that, yes.
0: And uh, people were not into a choice.
1: I finally watched that when it uh, came on HBO Max. Recent, like very recently. They they waited a long time to dump that on HBO Max. Um,
0: I didn't dislike it.
1: Of course you didn't. That's... I, I have not seen the Broadway show, which is actually closing next month, sadly. I've seen
0: both, multiple times. Uh, the movie I saw once, the show I saw twice. Uh,
1: um, pretty good. Yeah, Uh, would not have nominated that for editing.
0: I was very, I don't I don't think I would have nominated for anything either, but I was pretty, I thought Amy Adams was actually really nice in it. I thought she did a good Amy job.
1: Amy really tried.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, Joyce, this is great. So we'll, we're going to. We'll, we'll come back to this, I guess. So I'm going to Telluride. What a time. So I guess after Telluride, will Who recap. is going
1: to be your Spencer friend this year?
0: I can't wait. I cannot wait to see. What, I, I'm like sure what Blonde. Movie,
1: what movie blonde. will excite that type of hatred?
0: Blonde, for sure, I think.
1: So you have to make sure you sit in front of someone who looks like will hate that movie.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna mask up and sit in front of somebody and see what they say. It's gonna be great. Choice. Uh, this was fun. We'll I'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk later. More. We'll go back to the Emmys and stuff. But this is this is always a good time. All right. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to GoldDerby.com and follow us on social media at GoldDerby.